Father, we thank you for this morning and we thank you for the word that you have prepared for us. I pray that we may receive it and I pray that Lord may it minister unto us as you reveal your counsel and your will in our lives in Jesus' name. His word says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And it's my prayer that by the grace of God, each one of us, we may be elevated by his spirit. That moment by moment it will be an opportunity and a joy to have the revelation of the truth. Coming through unto us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all for the glory of God. This word that came upon my heart, and I will share it across unto you, it, 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 is, for, it is in the form of a question. And it was simply, who am I to you? Who am I to you? That is God asking, who am I to you? So you can ask yourself, who is God? Who is God to you? Who is the Lord to you? It is one thing that is obvious that, you know, the Lord appears different to each person. When we look at him, both of us together, what you see is not what I see. You, we're looking at him, all of us together. But what you will see is not what I will see. Because if all of us are given now a paper to describe what we have seen, you'll be surprised. We shall have a total different, you know, every individual will have a different account of what they have seen. And that is the essence of what, of what, of, of what, of what God is or who the Lord is unto each one of us. And he comes in his desire to reveal himself unto us, comes that particular question, who am I to you? For all these years you may say that I have known you, or I believed in you. But he's simply asking that question once again, who am I to you? I think our sister Karen touched one interesting thing at the beginning, and he said we have, we have many names that he calls, we call him, or he reveals himself as. We have heard, or we have read, that he is Father. And sometimes we call him Father. He is provider. He is a protector. He is peace. He is strength. He is deliverer. He is savior. He is master. He is God. He is rock. As he said, the rock of ages. He is, he is the ancient of days. The Alpha and the Omega. He is the shield. The fortress. He is Lord. And I love this one. He is shepherd. He is ever there always with you and with me, all for the glory of God. But he still really asks, who really am I to you? Asks the Lord. Regardless of all that you have read and regardless of all that you have heard, who am I to you, my child? And it's the encounter that he longs to be able to reveal in each one of our lives. The question is that he is asking us is, you know, why are you always looking over the fence? Yes, I know me speaking to Why are you always looking over the fence to see who I am in others or who I am to others? You ever always standing over the fence looking over, always looking over to see who he is to others. 
The other issue is that why do you always or why are you always looking in other person's mirrors yet you expecting to see your own image? That I see my sister Najat looking at a mirror there and I, I, she, she's looking at the mirror and I'm standing at the, at the side, I'm looking, I'm seeing, she's looking at the mirror and all I see is Najat. I can't see Paul inside the particular mirror. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to look and see, you know, uh, to, uh, to see myself in a particular mirror. And yet, it is her mirror and she is right before her face. But I'm looking from the corner. I'm trying to peep and see. And so the Lord is asking, why are you looking in other people's mirrors expecting to see your image? He says that when you look on me, there is something if I told you look on me because I want to be your mirror. I want to be the mirror upon which you look because when you look at me or you look upon me, you will see what you are made to be, that you will see who you really are. That's the reason why when you look at him and I look at him, we will never see the same thing. He said, let us make man and woman in our own image. So as we stand before him, the moment you get in touch with him, or the moment we start seeing him, you start seeing who you truly are. And the other brother sees who he truly is, so he will start explaining. That's the reason why. Don't waste time trying to judge your brother, trying to judge your sister. Why don't you do it this way? This is the way it is done. The Lord has called you to be you. And don't force somebody else to be you. Be yourself in him. All for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of oppression and a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of quarrels and anger simply because of what? I, I want you to, you know, I want, this is how he looks like. And I'm looking at myself because I'm looking at him and he's reflecting back. Whatever, whenever we see him, he reflects back who we are because we are his image. He says we have been recreated in the image of his son. And in Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 up to verse 4, we read these words. He says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him, from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Jump to verse 13 of the same chapter. These are stories that you know, a story or an account that you know. Then Moses said to God, that is in verse 15, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. 
And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said that you shall say to the children of Israel, I am sent me to you. Verse 15, moreover God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. I am who I am. It is my name forever. It is my memorial to all generations. Moses grew up in Egypt. We know the story. And we know that God's presence hovered over him through you know, his life as he was growing up. But that presence that hovered over him, it hovered over him through the words, I believe, of his mother. I'm certain that as he was growing up, because the mother knew what, she had a sensation of what this child was about to be. Because the child of Pharaoh gave him, the daughter of Pharaoh gave Moses to his mother to take care of him. For as he was growing up a bit before, he was handed back to her. I'm sure these words must have been spoken over him, that you are born to to deliver your people, the Hebrews. And those words must have continued to stir up within his heart. Because if you go to Acts later on, when Moses went and killed one of the Egyptians who was oppressing one of the, of the Hebrews, one of the things that happened was, uh, Stephen says, he supposed, or he thought, that they would understand that God is going to deliver them through him. Meaning, as he grew up, he already knew, although he was in Pharaoh's house, he knew who he was. And those words kept ringing in his, in his ear, you are the deliverer of your people. And so he was growing up, you know, you know it was pumping within his heart, one day I'm going to deliver. One day I'm going to deliver my people. I will. He didn't like the oppression that he was seeing of his people. And so those words kept on coming up in his spirit. But we realize that the devil tried to supplant him into turning the focus to himself. In the course of God, you know, you will deliver your, uh, your people. God has brought you forth to deliver your people. The devil comes in and starts to turn that focus on from, from, from God will use you to deliver his people to you will deliver. His, you will deliver the people of Israel. So because the focus starts coming to himself, that's the reason why he realizes I will use my power to do what? To start the, the process of revolution and deliver my people from Egypt. And so the first one was kill this one. And after he killed that man, he buried him in the sand. And he felt good that, you know, that, that it, has, it, has, it has started. He didn't realize the enemy was supplanting him. He was changing the focus from whom God, what God was planning to do. He was changing the focus to himself. And how many times does God desire to do something in you and in me? 
and we suddenly lose sight of he who called us to do something we start imagining and you know scheming on how we are going to be able to bring it into being uh, we can put on a testimony you know god is helping me to plan this so that i may be able to bring it many times when god says he wants to do something he will do it in his settings and in his time not with, uh, within our set with not within our settings so now realize Moses had, you know, you know, he had gotten integrated, he had been integrated so deeply into the ways of Egypt to the extent that it corrupted God's initial plan. Because Moses now depended on the arm of flesh and, to, and not on God to accomplish the task that he had been given. He depended on his much learning. He depended on his eloquence and his wonderful experiences in Egypt as almost a son of Pharaoh. That he would be able to use that experience to be able to deliver the children of Israel. It did, uh, but when he went in to use the arm of flesh, you realize trouble came in. And when trouble came in, you realize what happened. Moses runs away from the place of his calling. He runs away from his purpose. And he runs away from his destiny. The arm of flesh will fail you. The arm of flesh will fail me. I want to encourage us to remember what is God saying to you. And what has, is God saying to me? What has he said to me? Is there a vision that he showed me? Is there a word that dropped in my spirit and I got a conviction? This is what God is intending to accomplish in my life. This is what God has positioned my family to be able to do. Is there something that has dropped in? And, you know, we, we have stopped focusing on him. So that that which he wanted to bring into being suddenly wanes off. And we start trying to do it and to accomplish by our own, by our own might. Many times when that happens, it, I mean, we, we run away from that particular place of calling. We run off and we go into the wilderness. We run off. And you know, it, sometimes it's anger that something has happened that I've not liked. Not realizing it is God who has allowed that to happen so that he may unsettle something from my life and reposition me in the place where he wants me to be repositioned in the name of Jesus. And so in anger, I move away, you know, so annoyed. They will not see me. They will not, you know, I will not help them. I will not do ABCD. And we move off. And that, whatever maybe was supposed to happen, either dies or it, it gets so delayed. May the Lord help you that your success be not the reason to cause your failure to fulfill the calling of God. And I repeat once again, may the Lord help you in the name of Jesus Christ. That your success will not be the reason and cause for your failure to fulfill the calling and the purpose of God upon your life and upon your family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be in a hurry to run off simply because something didn't work. That's what the Lord is trying to tell us. He will work it out. Don't be in a rush to, you know, push something simply because you feel now I must give them a piece of my mind. You may break that particular relationship when God was trying to build it. 
when the last brick was being put in place, and those words of yours have shattered the whole, whole wall, and there is no repair again. May the Lord help you and I that what we see as our success will not be the reason and the cause for our failure to fulfill that calling of God upon our lives. Remember the word of the Lord to Moses. You shall deliver my people. Somehow, as he ran away from that place of his calling, from Egypt, because Egypt was a place of his calling, and the place of his destiny and purpose, it was in Egypt. But as he ran away from that particular place, those words, they started to be, they seized from his memory. Sort of, they were erased from the, from the memory of Moses. And many other times the same thing happens unto us. We run away from where God maybe wanted us to be. And somehow, somehow that, you know, that inkling, that impulse, that particular thing that used to rise in our spirit to go to do something, suddenly it dies, it, suddenly it dies off. You were so merciful. You wanted to help people left, center, and right. But something happened. And because of that, something happened. You said, I will not help another person. And you, you decide and finish. No, they are not going to enjoy my mercy again. They are, you know, they are abusing the mercy that I'm showing unto them. It is not you they are abusing. It is him who called you. Be faithful in being merciful. If you are called to be merciful. Be faithful in being hospitable. If you are called to be hospitable. In your hospitability, people may, miss, may, may, may abuse you. I may come and tear the stuff you, are, you, you, are, you had in the set out. And you know, these characters are too useless. You know, I will not help them again. Mm -mm. <laughs> God says, I have called you to be merciful. I am merciful. So keep on showing that mercy. It is a witness for the glory of God. Forty years Moses wanders in the Midian wilderness till he forgets all his military experience. He forgets all his royal training. He forgets the eloquence that he had. The Bible says he was mighty in words when he was in Egypt, meaning he could debate. The guy was a great arguer. But somehow later on, when God comes to him, he is a stammerer. He can't even mention one word without taking maybe about four minutes to be able to complete the full sentence. Why? In the wilderness of running away from God, many times we lose. We, he, you know, that particular success will run out and we run out of steam. We run out of fuel. It is God's doing. Because God, in a way, is like he wanted to, you know, remove the whole of Egypt out of this particular guy. Totally. Until not a single drain is left. Don't go through the same experience. Let us yield to him early. Praise the Lord. If we yield to him early, we may not have to go to the wilderness 40 years. And waste 40 years suffering with sheep. You know, always you're only hearing me, 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 until that he lost his way of talking. He now closer because, ah, because that's now the other way he started talking. After, after 40 years, he lost his eloquence. 
That's what happens with us when we move away from God's purpose. And we think that, oh, let me go into safety. I don't want to, you know, to bother with those guys anymore. They didn't recognize that I'm their deliverer. They can stay in that particular oppression. Are you called to be an intercessor? Be in that place of intercession. Whether they understand you or they don't. Don't care. Don't mind. Do it unto the glory of God. Let your knees wear out. As you know, in a develop even once on your knees because you are ever always bowing down in that hard place to be able to get the hand of God, moving that man, moving that woman, moving that family, moving that particular community, all for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. While he was roaming around in that particular wilderness, realized something. After all the experience of Egypt had gone away, Somehow, I believe, a thought appears to have floated into the mind of Moses. A thought floats into the mind of Moses, and the, the thought comes back again, I believe, in what the mother had spoken to him many years when he was young. You shall deliver my people. After 40 years of wasting his time in the Median wilderness, he comes where he hears those words as he made, they came back again into his mind. You shall deliver my people. And I believe, and this is my own imagination, I believe when those words floated into his mind, you shall deliver my people. That sounds familiar. He turned and he saw a bush burning. And when he sees the bush burning, he wonders, wow, that's strange. It is burning, but the bush is not being consumed. Let me go and see. Why is it that the bush is burning, but it's not getting consumed? And at that moment when he turns, the voice of the Lord comes out and calls his name. Realize at the moment when the voice of God comes out and calls the name of Moses, it is a point where Moses is broken. He's a broken man. He's disillusioned. He's disappointed. He's depressed. He's full of guilt and self-condemnation. For now he remembers, you shall deliver my people. And what am I doing here? Forty years I have been here. I've lost it. I've blown it. There is no chance. It appears Moses may actually have forgotten his name, that he was actually called Moses. I believe when he went to Midian, he may have said, I'm called Paul. <laughs> so that if Pharaoh ever gets spies to go looking for him, wherever they will go, they will say, no, we never found a guy called Moses. We found some guy only called Paul. But he, he, he doesn't answer to that particular name. You change your identity. You change your name. Simply because you want to cover your tracks. And I believe that's something that might have happened. It may be that Moses, as we said, he had forgotten his original name. And he was, you know, he was using a different name so as to cover his tracks. We try to hide our past. 
We tried to know that nobody knows who we actually, who we actually are. But the Lord remembered who this guy is. He is Moses. And so he calls him. Remember, he calls him twice. Moses! It's as if it didn't click. Moses! Then he says, who is Moses? Yeah, it is me. That is my, what I was called. That's what I used to be called way back. I pray that may the Lord remember you today in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise the Lord. May the Lord remember you. Maybe you have forgotten what and who you are supposed to be. I pray that may the Lord remember you today. May the Lord call you out by your real name. In the name of Jesus. Out of your brokenness. Out of your disillusionment. Out of your depression. I cry unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord call you out by your name yet once again. Richard. Marie, Savannah, Paul, whoever your name is, may the Lord call you once again by your name. Elaine, return unto the place of your purpose and of your calling. What was God telling him? You are not forgotten. Regardless of what has happened, regardless of what we have gone through, regardless of the deep pits where we have been, you are not forgotten. I know you, and I've been following you all along. It's when that thought came back. Is it possible that something that God has spoken unto you, a vision that you saw, is starting to float in your mind again? It is the time for the burning bush experience. God is appearing on the scene once again for your sake. That's the reason why that old memory is coming back and is starting to bring the memories of what you are supposed to be and what you are supposed to fulfill and what is waiting for you to be able to accomplish for the sake of the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that may the Lord grant unto you. As he says, later on we read, the Lord reveals his name to Moses and he tells Moses, I am. Who I am. When I was in Egypt, when I called you, I'm still the same one. I am. You are my deliverer. I'm calling you out to go and do my job in that particular place. And as Moses looks once again at the Lord, as he reveals himself to him that I am who I am, I am praying for you and as I pray for myself, May the Lord reveal himself to you this day in the name of Jesus. The revelation of God to you as a person and as an individual will bring you back on the track of what you are supposed to be. Don't waste your time outside there. Don't waste your time in the wrong place. Don't waste your time in the wrong company. Don't waste your time in the wrong fellowship. You know where God has called you and has positioned you to serve and to be of use in the kingdom of God. May the Lord reveal himself to you today. As he reveals to you, your divine purpose will once again start sprouting forth. By that word, 
that comes through unto you for faith comes by hearing that word. And as that word once again descends into your spirit, you will start rising up and realizing what a mighty deliverer you are, what the answer it is that you are to a certain people, to a certain place, oh, for the glory of God. I pray that may the Lord grant you his spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. His word say, may he grant unto grace and favor that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you and in the saints, in those people to whom he has called you unto. There is a great inheritance. Maybe your ministry unto them, your touch upon their lives is what will unearth that particular diamond treasure, the golden treasure that is hidden in those particular lives. They are on those particular streets. They are in those particular homes. They are those particular attics, wherever they are locked. But you have the key because the voice that the Lord has made to be able to call them out, out of that darkness is your voice. They will not hear maybe this particular croaky voice of mine. But as you as goes across and you say, God loves you. Suddenly it will be the voice of the master because he is reflecting his voice through you so that that lost sheep will be able to... Who called me? Moses! And he answered, yes, here I am. Are you that man or are you that woman? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May he grant unto you as he says that you may know the exceeding greatness of the power of God in you who believe because you believe him. He says according to the power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of majesty far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named. That is the power, he says, he's releasing in you when he comes before you today and he says, I am who I am. That power shall be revealed and made manifest in you as a child of God or for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. This encounter, as Moses is told, I am who I am. This revelation, it pulled Moses back from a dark place. And may the Lord pull you out of that particular dark place where you are. In the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know which dark place you are. But today may the Lord pull you out of that dark place. That I am who I am. It removed the scales from his eyes. It enabled him once again to see himself. Oh yeah. I'm Moses. The deliverer of God's people. I am not. To be looking after this ship here. I'm going to deliver millions. Across on the other side of the divide. My time shall not be wasted. In this particular place. Planning how I am going to raise this and that and that and that. So that I may make a name for myself. I am to make a name for Jesus. Who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I said once again that it removed the scales from his eyes. May the Lord remove scales from your eyes. Today as he reveals himself unto you in the name of Jesus. 
May he enable you to see yourself as that man or that woman. You've been told you as a woman you should not do A, B, C, D. No. The Bible says there's neither male nor female in Christ Jesus. Don't let the work of God crumble down and die because I am a woman. I cannot do A, B, C, D. Nonsense. Wake up from that particular foolishness. Arise and declare, God, has, that work of God shall not die. I will go forth and march with the army of God to bring deliverance to my people. Deborah rose up. She didn't say, I'm just a woman. I can only prophesy in this particular small corner. No. The military officials came to her. That if you don't go, we are not going. She rose up as the woman of God. May you rise up as that woman of God. May you rise up as that man of God and become the, the channel through which God's power and God's grace shall be released in this generation in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil had painted a different picture of Moses before his mind. But when I am appeared, that particular painting crumbled, it got erased, and he saw the mighty warrior standing once again as he looked into I am who I am. The I am entered into me, the I am entered into you in Jesus' name. I finish by these words he says in Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. But what I want you to realize, when Moses saw I am who I am, what I like is that he got a new spring in his step. He was no longer the old guy looking after the sheep, like, you know, going after the sheep. Hey, 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 hey. No. He once again raised his shoulders and discovered, you know what? I'm on my way back to Egypt. I'm going to deliver God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. That is you who is saying that. He didn't know Jesus at that time. We know Jesus right now. Praise the Lord. All for the glory of God in the highest. He got that new spring in his step. And off he went to fulfill his purpose. May the Lord grant a new spring into your step in the name of Jesus Christ. And may he send you off to your purpose for the sake of your family. For the sake of Hope Community Church West London. For the sake of Perryville, for the sake of London, for the sake of the United Kingdom, in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to these words as we close. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. The scripture says, by a prophet, that is Moses, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. One. Secondly, and by a prophet, Israel was preserved by one man. God brought millions out of bondage because he met, I am who I am. By one man, God preserved a whole nation in the desert. The Bible says, Every one of them, was, none of them was feeble. For those 40 years, as they walked through the desert, none of them was sick. Every one of them, the scripture says, was every wheat whole. By one man, 
by a prophet. That is Moses. Is that you? Is that you? Whom the Lord has set, and you've been wandering in the wilderness of Midian, not knowing it is by you that your family is going to be preserved. It is by you that Peribel is going to be delivered. It is by you that the United Kingdom will see the light again. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. May you be that prophet that brings your family, brings hope, brings burial, brings London out of whatever bondage into the liberty of the children of God in Jesus' name.